Sawbones is a show about medical history, and nothing the hosts say should be taken as medical advice or opinion. It's for fun. Can't you just have fun for an hour and not try to diagnose your mystery boil? We think you've earned it. Just sit back, relax, and enjoy a moment of distraction from that weird growth. You're worth it. All right. Tommy is about some books. One, two, one, two, three, four. Sawbones, a marital tour of misguided medicine. I am your co-host, Justin McElroy. And I'm Sydney McElroy. Sid, I was, uh, I was wanting to ask you, I was ever, we were over here at Folks Place yesterday. I remember. And, uh, I was awake and, and aware. I saw a book about, uh, beekeeping. What, yes. What's that about? Well, beekeeping, I think, is the, the process of keeping bees. Yes. I'm, like, I think you have yeah. them at your home, like, in... I, your yard, I would assume. I just sort of linguistically piece that together. I'm saying, like, why are your parents reading about beekeeping? Oh, okay. Well, that makes more sense as a question. Thanks. Uh, well, my dad wants to get into beekeeping. He wants to get hives and not like hives, like, you know. You just eat some shellfish. He's really <laughs> allergic to those. No, like, like get beehives and have a bee, what do you call it, a bee farm? A bee garden? Either way. A bee hostel. Yeah, he's he's concerned because you know the bees are disappearing, which sure. is a big problem. It's a big problem for our ecosystem. And uh, he read something something online that said you need to do your part to provide more homes for bees to encourage more bee growth, increase the bee population. And so he wants to get some hives and have some bees. Okay, which is a little scary for me. Yeah, I would worry about what well, you're just worried about, like stinging. Yes, I'm a little I'm a little worried about I'm a little scared of bees, just I, a little, little scared of bees. I'm more worried about the clutter because, you know, your parents like it's going to be every day. Hey, we got another jar of honey. Ugh, we can't have this. Can't feed it to our baby. It's poison babies. Yes, you can't give honey to although she's almost a year. Oh, I, I'm, getting her, I'm getting our honey birthday cake. You were honey getting, drizzle. We're getting close to honey time. But, you know, uh, while I am... It's always honey time at the McElroy house. <laughs> well, while I am a little, a little anxious about bees and the whole stinging thing, um, the honey is actually... That would actually be pretty cool. Not just because honey, you know, is tasty. Mm-hmm. Because it is. But honey is a great um, thing to use medicinally for real sometimes in some cases. For real? For real. Why is it on our show? <laughs> well, because so many people have been asking us to talk okay. about it well, for so fun. long. Perfect. That's a good reason as any. I casually mentioned honey in, I don't know, an episode a long time ago. I'm sure somebody's going to know which one it is. And and I said, we should do a show on honey sometime. Because I, my perception of honey was that overall, it's not 
it's not as good for your health as people think it is. And and that that's probably still a fair statement. I mean, nothing is as good. Everybody kind of gets like a thing. They let people latch onto a thing like this is the thing that will fix you. Like some people just tell you drink water all the time and you're you'll never get any diseases or whatever. And I think there are people who feel that way about honey. Um, and that's not true. But honey is actually fairly useful in some cases, and there are some real medical applications for it. So it doesn't quite fit our criteria. But uh, along with the masses, uh, Mara, Stephanie, Amy, Kelsey, Madison, Jennifer, Matt, and many other people have asked us to talk about it. So, well, so that, here you go. That sounds good. If I make a stink face, by the way, while we're while we're recording, I poured my smoothie into a mason jar that I just emptied pickles out of, and it still has like. A distinctive pickle smell so like when i go in for like a smoothie gulp and i'm getting like pickles it's really heinous that's really on you it's on me no question about it i thought i'd need a travel smoothie container i didn't realize i'd be here for a little bit longer so i don't i don't and, know why i did this to myself and what else do you choose for a travel a travel smoothie container but a mason jar nothing else we have is big enough this isn't relevant honey i have a mason jar full of honey that's not true, but like, let's pretend that that is true. So I have okay, some so, reason for the tangent. So while I begin to tell you about honey, you can sit there and drink a mason jar full of honey. Yeah, That's, I heard that it's great for me. Oh and no, it'll cure all my problems. Oh is great. What you said. Okay, I've already ruined everything. Okay, we've been using honey as medicine since at least 2000 BC. So for a long time. 2000 BC. <clears throat> is there going to be a lot of that? I just want to know There's now. No way of knowing. Okay, great. Uh, tablets from ancient Sumer talk about how you could mix like honey and water and some cedar oil and some river dust, which I'm assuming is like r- river rock dust, river, to make river honey? dust. No, you mix that with honey. Oh, okay. I was going to say, you guys don't need a recipe for honey. <laughs> just get, get, just get some. I think people knew where to get honey. I didn't read about that. Like where, where did, where, how did we first figure out like, Hey. If you can get past the bees, right. this is delicious. This is delicious. Go get this. Um, but you mix all this stuff together and you can put it on wounds and it will help heal them. Uh, so we've thought about honey, not just for its tastiness, but for its medicinal qualities for a really long time. The Ebers papyrus mentions 147 different prescriptions, so to speak, medical concoctions that contain honey. Hmm. Uh, but it's also just like a good, like from a physics point of view, it's just a good bonding agent. It makes it look like a, like a thing rather than just a bunch of crap that you stirred together. It gives it like a like some viscosity. Yes, is that exactly. Your thought? Yeah, <laughs> more like a syrup. It looks like more like a treatment. Yeah. Okay, I looks gotcha. more impressive. Well, if you wanted to use it for baldness, here's a, here's an example. You could mix honey with red ochre and some powdered alabaster. Oh, very fancy. So I get that. And then just coat your head with it, I guess. I don't okay, know. I I don't know if you're supposed to take that internally or I'm going to pretend you coat your head with it. Do that. That that was the the way for a lot of baldness treatments. Back That's in true. Yield and times. That's true. Um, if you had a surgery and you survived it, which is a pretty big assumption when we're talking like Ebers papyrus days. Yeah. <laughs> that uh, you could use honey as an enema afterwards for inflammation. That's and, really like, like you're really pushing your luck at that point, right? Like. <laughs> you already survived that, and you're like, oh, maybe next up, something in my butt? I guess. I don't know. I'm just playing, put some honey up I'm there. Just playing with, I'm apparently indestructible because I survived an old-timey surgery. So I think if you manage to survive an old-timey surgery, just treat yourself and eat the honey. Yeah. Yeah. Don't put it in there. Put it up there. <laughs> up. No, up higher. Up, up, up. There. Yes. There. Your mouth. 
a less popular papyrus called the Smith papyrus that we don't talk about nearly as much as the Ebers papyrus. Um, they mentioned that to to cure a wound, this is this is a prescription. First, put some raw meat on it okay. and wait a day, and then Ugh. put a mixture of honey and grease and lint on it, and keep doing that, and you should be fine in a few more days. Probably not. No, I wouldn't do that. Honey and grease and lint on it. Uh That's an insane combination to put on an open wound. That's crazy. You see this, a lot of these um, recipes had honey with some kind of grease. So I, I almost wonder if it was just to like, like loosen it, you know, loosen it up a little bit. bit So it wasn't so thick. It would be easier to, I don't know. That's just my theory. I don't know if there was like a medicinal property of the grease. Well, Um, we got honey and grease on it, but it still doesn't look. How about some lint? Okay, lint. You sure we'll try lint? I'm assuming they don't mean like pocket lint, like from your jeans. I'm assuming they don't mean dryer lint because those weren't invented yet. That's true. That's a great, good job, Justin. Thanks Thanks for that excellent point. Thanks. I come for. I'm here for the insight. Honey is mentioned as um, something to uh, sustain your life, not sustain your life, to make you live longer and to make you healthier, and that it's good for your body and soul in both the Bible and the Quran. Um, the Greeks also were fans of eating honey, uh, not just again because of its sweet deliciousness, but because it could. They thought it could make you live longer. Uh, Hippocrates and Aristotle both wrote about it, and uh, they also advised using it for wound healing. Hmm. Um, Pliny, of course, weighs in on honey. Got to get in there. He's got to. He's got to talk about it. He talked about everything else, literally everything you could put in or on your body. So why not honey? And he advised. He had it, a section on like pills and actual medicine and he just discounted all of them like Tylenol nope not real Advil come on (laughs) sepal that somewhere else penicillin put a no thank you don't want it which would be really impressive if he predicted the invention of all these compounds he predicted them and then he instantly discounted them (laughs) just dismissed (laughs) them out of hand impressive and disappointing yeah that's that's plenty for you in a nutshell uh so plenty advised that you use honey for pneumonia for pleurisy and for snake bites um, the Mayans advised using honey for cataracts. Okay. Again, something I think you would topically apply, which sounds a little unpleasant. Just for the flies. You'd think that it, the default with honey would have just been to tell people to eat it, because if nothing else, like nobody's going to be mad at you no, afterwards. You just like, ate some honey. Like that didn't work, but it, it was good. Most um, of well, I think it's just because most ancient healers were actually bears. So they wanted humans <laughs> to walk around dipped in honey. Is that true? A lot of people true? don't know that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Most ancient doctors, Pliny, Bear, Aristotle, Bear, Ebers, Bear, Smith, Yogi, Bear, Bear <laughs> Yogi, Bear, Bear, Grills. Those are some different bears. You got, any, you got anything else? That's I was just going to let you go. Nope. Okay. Bear and Stein, Bears. Mm-hmm. Does that work? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. In traditional Chinese medicine, um, honey is seen as a neutral food or it's like a balanced food. So it's not just yin or yang. So that makes it particularly good for you. Um, It can also strengthen your spleen. I can use a little bit of that. It can clear your skin. Okay. Give you rosy cheeks. Prevent dehydration. Prevent constipation. Reduce inflammation. Also, it's good for... And there's a really long list here that I'm about to get to. And, And... and a variety of infectious diseases. Just say everything. Gastritis, I mean everything. celiac disease, inflammatory bowel disease, rheumatoid arthritis, lupus, ankylosing spondylitis, 
Uh, there's a huge list of things that in theory it, it's good for. And you're and I mention this now because you're going to find this trend as we talk more about honey. People have advocated honey as kind of a, dare I say, cure-all. Mm-hmm. And there's one thing we know about cure-all, Sydney. Cure-alls. Cure nothing. nothing. So I would be really careful when you start reading about medicine, medicinal honey because you're going to find lists like like this giant list that says things like it's great for meningococcal meningitis, um, which no, don't take honey if you have meningitis. Go to the hospital now. And ask if they have honey there because <laughs> they probably have better honey than you have at home and it's free there. <laughs> so you just got to be careful about this stuff. Uh, in Ayurvedic medicine... Um, it's interesting. They also talk about the use of honey, and they mention specifically that you get better honey from bees from India. There's lobbyists that already gotten to them. <laughs> they're like they're like wild bees, as opposed to they kind of present them as like domesticated European bees. That sounds like something that was put across by farm reps. F A R M reps. <laughs> was that another one there? That was pretty good. I, I hated that I had to spell it, but it wasn't going to fly otherwise. No, because it also sounds like something that a farm rep would say. Yeah, right? but like that's why it's like the best joke anybody's ever told. Farm reps. Ha. Huh. Okay. No, I'm sorry. You got it. It's no, good. Your history. It's great. Your history. Sorry. Um, they they mentioned that there are different types. Bees that come from a farm. Do they though? Farm reps and your dad's house. Okay. See, I still don't know if that's like a bee. Is it bee farm? I, I'm just saying that, like, like if you have a bunch of bees, do you have a bee? Like, saying, do you have a bee farm? I'm saying bee <laughs> cultivation would probably be a good like facet of your farming business. <laughs> you shouldn't hinge your whole like don't hit your whole wagon to bees if you're a farmer. That's crazy. Nobody just says I'm a bee farmer. I'm my name is Stingy Joe, and I'm a bee farmer, and I just have bees. But like as a supplement to the rest of your farming. I would think that that would be fine. Maybe. I don't know. Honey can be expensive. Maybe if you have like really great honey, you can make a whole living off your bee farm. Yeah. But like you don't want to put first you got away the margins. Have you not watched Shark Tank? You got to check the <laughs> margins on this and make sure that that's that you've got a market for it. Have, has anybody ever done a honey thing on Shark Tank? I'm offering you 25 <laughs> percent of my bee business. It does not extend to my rutabagas or my lettuce or any of the other growables that I have on the farm. It is just the bee business that I'm offering today. Why would I only want the bee business? Why can't I have a piece of everything? I want 25% of everything. Well, it was my grandpa's, so I don't want to. I got to call him. Okay. Should we stop doing yes. Shark Tank role this play now? Shark Tank <laughs> fan cast. Let's be honest. If we were going to do that, it'd be Dragon's Den. Canadian Dragon's Den specifically. Okay, go on. I feel like we've gotten off the path. I think maybe. Anyway, we're talking about uh, wild bees from India, which are better than like domesticated, I don't know, uptight European bees was the kind of the way that it was presented, I mm-hmm. felt like. Um, so they, there are also different types of honey that they mentioned. So you want to be careful which type of honey you get because it can be, it can be used for a different uh, kind of ailment. And it needs to be used cold. Warm honey is dangerous for some reason because it will burn you well i guess if it was really hot yeah <laughs> no I, I think that it has something to do with the properties of the honey um because the, the temperature thing and i we've never talked we haven't talked a lot about ayurvedic medicine we've mentioned it well, before we talked about in, in the episodes. oil boiling episode yes remember, but we haven't 
I don't think we've gotten into the whole, like the, the basis, like the foundation of it, but, and I don't understand it completely, but I think that temperature is an important facet, like the temperatures of different things. People have different temperatures. That's part of their, like, um, their persona and their, the medical conditions that they may suffer and that kind of thing. Okay. Uh, so it can treat, uh, in Ayurvedic medicine, diabetes, eye disease, uh, if you're vomiting blood, UTIs, cough, hepatitis, asthma, TB, hemorrhoids, and leprosy, oh. among other things. Um, currently, we still there are still people who are consider themselves like practitioners of honey medicine. It's called apotherapy. Um, and this is an, an older therapy, but it is it is still around today. And um, again, it depends on the type of honey and... And that, I guess that's based on what, you know, flowers the bee has Okay. That makes sense. Been to what what fields the bees in. Which seems like this this gets really complicated to me because I guess you would have to have your own bee farm and you'd have to have all of the plants that the bees were going to visit there and then know that they weren't going and like sneaking around with other kinds of plants. You know, if you were gonna have like a unifloral honey, like if you knew that this honey was the product of your bees just visiting one, you know what I mean? How would you keep track of them? I don't know. That seems like really hard to me. I don't know if you have to keep them inside. Like you if you a- build like a big dome around your bees and the plants. I mean you could ask them, but bees are notorious liars. They're not gonna tell you the truth. <laughs> They're gonna tell you that this is just chestnut honey. Oh no man, just chestnuts. But, Love them. But Can't maybe there's some dandelion honey in there. And that matters because if it's chestnut honey, it's good for your bladder. If it's dandelion honey, it's better for your GI tract. If it's clover honey, it's going to be a sedative. And if it's buckwheat honey, it's going to be an antioxidant. I don't know that any of that is really true. Mm, I, yeah, I don't know either. Um, in a lot of the cases, there are no re- there's not really any research. And it's hard because even when we do like studies on honey, when we've looked back at like retrospectively, when we've done studies to see if it really helps with stuff, we don't always know what plant it was from. So... Mm-hmm. Even if we found that like honey was good for this thing, what kind of honey was it? We we're not really a hundred percent sure. So I don't know that all that lines up. And if you really get into apotherapy, you'll find that they don't just recommend honey. It's like all the bee products. So you get into like the royal jelly that comes from the bees and the um, bee venom itself. Um, and that's when you get some really crazy claims, in my opinion, because uh, you'll see that bee venom is advised for everything from shingles to multiple sclerosis to cancer that's about where i like tap out on any sort of like alternative medicine like the moment you're like and it's good for cancer like okay i we're done here like you don't like if you want to say like it'll help your hiccups or it'll help your insomnia whatever that's fine i insomnia is more serious than that but you get what i'm saying like not a life-threatening thing like and you want to try some alternative medicines for it i firmly believe there are alternative like ways of treating some of this stuff but like absolutely there's so much we don't know it out like oh and it's good for cancer like i just stop it you can't put that in the same list you can't say that like right exactly it's like for sore throats and cancer and also an upset tummy like wait a minute back up there was one in the middle you slid in When, when you throw in people who are suffering from things like ms and cancer that's I think that's not fair unless you've got research to back it up. And in these cases, we really don't. Um, But I will say this. A lot of the claims currently, uh, as far as what is honey good for, are are one thing that we may actually have some evidence for. What is it? Well, Justin, I'm going to tell you all about that (sighs) right after we visit the billing department. Let's go. The medicines, the medicines that escalate 
we have just started rehearsing for the summer theater. That's right. Summer starts in March around these parts, and that means we don't have much time at all in the evenings to make dinner. But we will not be just consuming Wendy's, uh, although there will be some Wendy's consumed, but we are going to have a little extra help with Factor, which delivers ready-to-eat, delicious meals right to your door, and not like junky stuff you get out of the freezer aisle, whatever. This is real high-quality, chef-crafted stuff that in two minutes you're ready to eat it. I'm talking about some Southwestern-style turkey and mac. I think this week I'm going to be enjoying a shredded chicken taco bowl is 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 part of my plan. Um, but they got like fancy stuff. Listen to this. Where are you going to get this? Truffle butter filet mignon. I mean, seriously? From 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 a, a box? Pre-prepared? All I got two minutes? I mean, filet mignon? That sounds delicious. Yeah, it sounds delicious. And you can give these a try. And it's not just these meals. We're talking pancakes, smoothies. They got some great wellness shots that are surprisingly delicious. And the meals you just eat and eat. There's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup. Get as much as you need by choosing your meals every week. You're going to get exactly what you want. No surprises here. Uh, and the meals, I can say, are delicious. So what do you got to lose? Head on over to factormeals.com slash sawbones50 and use code sawbones50 to get 50% off. That's code sawbones50 at factormeals.com slash sawbones50 to get 50% off. Sydney, you know how you're always saying that you'd like to build a Justin McRoy fan site full of all your favorite quotes, clips, videos, and hunky pictures of beloved podcaster Justin McRoy? I don't remember. Well, there's that- no need to wait any longer, Sydney, because Squarespace is going to make it easier than you could possibly believe to make a website uh, all about your favorite hunky podcasting superstar. I don't think I was going Squarespace, to— Squarespace, what is it? It's a tool—think of it as— the palette, the palette of a web design artist. But you don't have to be a web design artist. You could just take stuff off the palette that is created by real people that know what they're really doing and put it from the palette onto the easel. The metaphor is broken down. Basically, you're going to be able to create great-looking websites that have fantastic customer support and help you unlock your creativity and do whatever you want to with your small business or podcaster obsession. You can sell products. You can uh, post your videos. You can share your stories about how Justin has shaped your life and is also a fantastic father. Folks, you got to stop waiting to make your Justin McElroy fan site. Go to squarespace.com sawbones for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch your Justin McElroy fan site, use offer code sawbones to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. During the break, I should warn everybody that we've added our third uh, co-host to the show, Charlie Gail McElroy. She is uh, playing contentedly in the back in her playpen. Uh, she's promised to let Mommy and Daddy finish their show. But in case you hear any gurgling noises, it's not my tummy. It's the baby. Sorry. Sorry. So, Sidney, you're about to tell me the one thing that uh, Honey actually does help with. So there's one thing that we have some some decent evidence for, and that's wound healing. Uh, before the invention of antibiotics, it was common practice to apply honey topically to a wound uh, to help it heal. Um, after penicillin uh, in the 1940s, we got kind of cocky. We thought, well, we can do better than nature. We make things. We well, well, penicillin came from nature, but then we made other things. We thought we were better at it than than honey, and so uh, we started using antibiotics. But then we've 
started having problems with resistance to antibiotics, right? Right. So, you know, we, we know we use antibiotics too much and that bacteria are, are learning our tricks and are getting wily. And so we're looking for old ways to use again to heal wounds. Um, and this is where honey kind of came back in fashion. Uh, there is a medical grade honey that is sold that you can buy. Like made specifically for that use? Yes, exactly. So it's made and it's it's cleaned and, you know, sterilized. So there's nothing else in it. So it's not the honey you get from a bear. You wouldn't want to use like the honey you have in your cabinet for this kind of thing. The important, important question is, could I use the medicinal honey for like on my biscuits? You could use just the honey, but there are a lot of like preparations, like ointments and, you know, gauzes infused with this that you probably don't want to eat. Okay, so... Um, just to judge sort of what you think of me as a human, you're clarifying for me that I shouldn't eat gauze. That's what you <laughs> wanted to make sure in my in my <laughs> ravenous appetite for honey that I didn't accidentally eat some gauze. Yeah, don't eat gauze infused with honey. Because I'm Slimer from the Ghostbusters. I'll just, Are you? I, no, not to my knowledge. So there have been many studies that have shown that wound healing is improved. Um, it, it forms a barrier. There, these are some of the thoughts as to why it forms a barrier. It promotes drainage through osmotic forces with the honey, um, sucking water and fluids out of the wound. It's antiseptic. It prevents the dressings from sticking to a wound. It's anti-inflammatory. It makes the wound smell better. Sure. Sure. Uh, the high sugar and the low pH can inhibit the growth of bacteria. So there's one specific honey called Manuka honey that is used in a lot of commercial products for this. Um, some other honeys can make hydrogen peroxide, which of course can kill germs, but uh, but that's not how Manuka honey works. Um, there's Meta honey, which is a commercial preparation Whoa. that you can use on wounds. Meta honey? <laughs> Medi, med, like Medi, oh. Medi honey eczema you can use it as a gauze um there actually is therapeutic honey at uh, the hospital where i work have you ever employed it yourself you know i haven't ordered it um because generally like the wound care nurses recommend it but okay. uh, but yes it is something that we can use on wounds and do um so and it's a little tricky there are some studies that have said well it probably doesn't work any better than antibiotic ointment um so i don't know that i can say it's better than the, than yeah, what but we would, like considering it's honey, like as good or maybe even like a little bit worse than antibiotic, like that's pretty impressive. I, I think it is impressive. And especially when we're trying to be better stewards of antibiotic usage, you know, not just throw it at every open wound. You know, it's, if it's not infected. Why are we using antibiotics? If we can use honey, maybe that's a good thing. And there's been a lot of studies to look into its effectiveness on things like MRSA, the big scary bugs that we're all afraid of, um, because, it, you know, in theory, it should work just as well, no matter what antibiotic resistance patterns the bacteria has. So is this something that's commercially available? Like, should yeah. you be getting, like, this instead of Neosporin, for example? I wouldn't go that far because the evidence is inconsistent and because you don't just want to use it on any old wound. It's like one thing I found in some of the literature is that it's good for burns. Using mm -hmm. honey on a burn, it's good. And then I found other people who said you don't want to use it on a burn because it hurts if you put it on a burn. Oh, so well, I don't. That's no good. I, I would. I wouldn't just use honey willy nilly. I would probably want to ask, you know, your doctor or a wound care specialist before I would just use honey. Um, and 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 like I said, it's suggested by people who will tell you to use honey. It's suggested now for 
everything, you know, uh, gastritis and diabetes and alcohol intoxication. Right. um, One thing I found pretty consistently is that if you read that honey is good for diabetics, that they should eat that instead of sugar, I I wouldn't believe that. Um, Honey is still, you know, still carbohydrates. And uh, it's still something that counts towards, you know, raising your blood glucose if you're not, if you're not, you know, if you have insulin resistance, if you have diabetes. So um, that's not like a, like just eat as much honey as you want and stay away from other sugars. I mean, you should still consider it like a, like a sugar and be careful with it. Um, So there's no truth to that. Um, And, and you can really, like I found this can go really into madness. If you keep down this road, I found this one chart that uh, there was a doctor in Russia who made of his patients that he treated in the hospital for everything with honey um, the most in any one group was about 60. So this is not a very big sample size. And it's one doctor, his patients, one hospital. So again, not a great like random study. Um, but the conditions that he mentioned that he used honey for were alopecia, inflammation of the vagina, prostatitis, impotency. And then two of the other illnesses were listed as geriatry and pediatrics. So just old and kid. Old and kid were two of the things listed. And I don't know what honey or how or where or how much, but he had like numbers like who was successful and who wasn't. So I I mean, like you find that kind of and, and that's like a that's supposed to be like evidence that this works. There was another table that claimed that honey could prevent cancer. And then it had like the physiological reason for how it prevented cancer. And it said anti cancerogenic effects. <laughs> So you have to be really careful, even if something is presented. I mean, these were presented as like graphs and tables and charts. And like as a study, it was referenced. It had, you know, citations at the end. If you weren't a critical thinker, you would just look at this and go, hmm, okay, okay great. Science. Honey cures cancer. Um, but that's not that's not true. Now, I did find a lot of recommendations for honey massage, which sounds great to me. Is that, just a, that wasn't for the show. That was just a hint to me. Like, I should give you a honey massage. Just give me a honey massage. Got it. And I think that that's, I found some other evidence. There's a little bit of evidence for like honey for a cough, honey for acid reflux, honey as part of like if your kid gets diarrhea and they need an oral rehydration solution, like something to, you know, give them their electrolytes and stuff back using honey instead of other sugars. And they're not under one. Got it. That's fine. Sure. What? Try this stuff. There's some studies that say maybe it's a little better than cough medicine. Maybe it's a little better than other reflux medicines. Why not? It's honey. Give it a shot. It can't hurt. Um, and it's probably safer than a lot of the over-the-counter cough medicines for kids anyway. Do you think you need, like, to get the most natural stuff? Like, obviously, like unless you're buying, like, medicinal honey. Do you need to probably get, like, the most unprocessed stuff available? I would imagine, like, raw honey. Well, I don't know. Uh, I don't know that that's necessarily better. Um, I, I haven't found any evidence to that. The only thing that's been studied as like a specific type of honey from a specific reason, region, which I believe it's in New Zealand, is Manuka honey. Mm-hmm. Past that, I, I really don't know that I have good evidence to tell you that one honey is better than another honey. Um, I'm sure that they are. I'm sure that there is variation, but I wouldn't know which one to tell you is better. Um, and a, a lot of this stuff, like I said, it we don't have evidence that it necessarily works better. It just doesn't appear to hurt. And there've been some small studies that suggest maybe like maybe you're better off doing, doing just some sort of honey than cough medicine. So you're saying that when I had pizza hut, honey, sriracha drizzle on my pretzel crust pizza this weekend, that was like a medical treatment that I was applying. 
No, because the vehicle uh, that delivered the honey was, you know, pizza. Medicinal pizza. Well, no, no, that's see, no, therapeutic, that, that is therapeutic pizza. No. Prescribed pizza, pizza prescription. <laughs> I would like to make one point, and we've said it a couple times, but just to reiterate, because we've talked about honey now for things like diarrhea and cough and reflux, things that babies get. But, Justin, do you give honey to babies? Nope. No. Easy. Dad 101. Don't give honey to babies under one. Uh, they can get botulism. The spores can live in dust and stuff that gets in the honey, uh, and their immune systems can't handle it, and so they can get botulism from honey. Um, adults don't, but babies can. So do not give your baby honey. That is a true thing. Don't do not do it. It's not worth the risk. Thanks to the taxpayers for letting us use their song Medicines as the intro and outro of our program. Uh, thanks to MaximumFun.org, the podcast network of which we are a proud member. Uh, there's a lot of great shows there. I'm going to recommend The Flop House because I think I've recommended it before, probably, but I've been listening to it like obsessively. So uh, uh, it's a great podcast about bad movies. It's been going on for like seven years. So uh, check it totally out. I think that's it. Are we done? Oh, all right. Our email address is sawbones at maximumfun.org uh, if you want to. Uh, if you want to suggest a topic, a lot of people suggested honey. That's part of why it is it is happening today. I hope you're all happy. So email us and tell us more topics. Take that. <laughs> Take that. Uh, and uh, that's going to do it for us until next Wednesday. I am Justin McElroy. I'm Sydney McElroy. And as always, don't drill a hole in your head. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.